You're listening to WXXI News. I'm Beth Adams. After a year of negotiating with Rochester Regional Health, the Rochester Union of Nurses and Allied Professionals say a strike is now inevitable. The last time both parties met for a bargaining session, they reached two tentative agreements. One was related to health and safety equipment and supplies, and the other to personnel files and evaluation. But union leaders say neither decision met their principal desire to improve patient care. Today, union members will vote on whether to walk off the job for for two days. Jennifer Goff is an executive board member for the Nurses Union. Our goal as well is to avoid a strike, but at this point they've kind of, I mean, they've left us no choice. We need certain things to function and to be able to take care of our patients, our community, and they have not given us those things that we need. If the majority of members do agree to strike, Goff said the union will give the hospital 10 days to prepare. In a statement to WXXI, hospital leaders called the strike threat disappointing. They said they see progress at the bargaining table and believe a fair contract can be reached. A new recycling program aims to take food scraps from the jail, Monroe Community Hospital, and a few hundred Pittsburgh residents and turn those into energy. WXXI's Brian Sharp has that story. The proposal now before the Monroe County Legislature is for three test programs in all. The Pittsburgh program would provide 500 households with countertop bins that could be emptied at one, possibly two, drop-off locations in town. That waste then would be taken to a processing facility. Town Supervisor Bill Smith explains. It's an anaerobic composting program, and that's the ultimate purpose of this, to be able to break down the organic matter, and then the resulting gas will be used to generate uh, electricity, which then can be sold back to the grid. Food waste from the jail and hospital would add to whatever is collected. Wegmans Food Markets has been doing this for years, and such programs are becoming more commonplace. Food scraps coupled with lawn clippings account for a quarter of all municipal waste in New York State. A draft plan being considered at the state level aims to significantly reduce those numbers while encouraging programs such as this. I would like to see it a town-wide food scrap recycling program, but the goal of this more specifically is to gauge the level of public uh, support and willingness to participate in a food scrap recycling program. Brian Sharp, WXXI News. The New York State Office of Cannabis Management has signed off on a measure allowing cannabis to be sold at fairs, festivals, concerts, and other events. With more from Albany, here's WXXI's Karen DeWitt. Resolution number 2023-25 carries. Thank you. The vote by the state's Cannabis Control Board helped solve a problem caused when state regulators got behind schedule in plans to open retail stores. Over 460 retail licenses have now been approved. That's after the board voted to allow 212 more licenses. But so far, just 20 stores have opened. That's left around 200 farmers who got licenses last year to grow cannabis stranded with virtually no legal outlets to sell their crops. We've certainly seen a lot of interest uh, over the last few weeks. The Office of Cannabis Management, or OCM's Director of Policy, John Kagia, told the board that the resolution will enact a grower's showcase. It will allow the sale of the farmers' products at the festivals, fairs, concerts, and other venues. The cannabis grower showcases, we believe, are going to be a win for our consumers who will finally get access to legal regulated product across the state, um, a win for our farmers, 
um, who have a significant amount of inventory that you want to help sell through. Uh, and a win for our retailers who can begin to seed the sales opportunities in the communities where they're ultimately going to be operating. Kagia says the pop-ups will also help farmers directly connect with customers. The cannabis stands will first need approval from the local government where they'll be selling, and they can't be held in municipalities that have voted not to allow cannabis retail dispensaries. The rules also require a licensed retailer to work with up to three growers to sell at the outdoor events. The proposal was first introduced in May when Kagia said he had been given the go-ahead from a high level of authority to pursue the program. But it languished for the next several weeks, with an OCM spokesperson issuing a non-committal statement on July 5th about whether the program would go forward. Only one board member, Dr. Jennifer Gilbert Jenkins, professor of agriculture at SUNY Morrisville, raised some objections. Gilbert Jenkins, who's a consultant to hemp and cannabis farmers, asked for more guarantees that the growers will fully benefit from the events. She wanted sales to be limited to cannabis flour produced by the growers rather than edibles, which contain THC but are processed by others. This opportunity to add value-added products in there is a very slippery slope. And um, it is incredibly important to me that these are not just pop-up dispensaries. She eventually voted yes after Kagia and others agreed to immediately begin discussion on the details of the program and to add more safeguards for farmers. OCM plans to hold town halls over the coming weeks to go over details with growers and retailers. They say they are hopeful that the cannabis sales at the events could begin as soon as the end of the summer. In Albany, Karen DeWitt, WXXI News. You can find more local news on our website, wxxinews.org.